just finished a series um, called More. And uh, as we head into the next few weeks, um, we are working toward um, what book of the Bible or what, um, what um, family um, topic, what family by our church, where, where our family needs to be, to be focusing. Um, but this morning, I, I love that, that the song selection was, was what it was, and God just laid a, a simple verse on my heart. And so that is the verse we're going to look at today. It's in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 20. And here's what it says. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Till he has brought justice through victory. Till he has brought justice through victory. Uh, the gospel writer is, is drawing out two of the most fragile things in all of nature. We don't talk a lot about, about reeds, all right? But basically, a reed is made up the same way that, that an onion is made up. It's very, very thin and, and fibrous and a lot of little basically skins. If you've ever peeled an onion and you're able to pull just that little thin, super thin skin off, Yes, that is what a reed is made up of over and over again. It's just a lot of super thin things that end up making like, like a stalk, okay? And, and normally they're, I don't know, a quarter of an inch, maybe even up to a half an inch around, and they feel kind of like a stick. But if you've ever been near a pond or you've ever been out in a field and you find one that is bent, what you find is that something has impacted on it Something has hit it, the wind has blown it, uh, a, a rain pellet struck it wrong, a fish jumped up and its tail flapped it. But when it bends over, all of the rings on the inside, they, they break off. And it's held on simply by this super thin layer. I mean, if you just were to blow on it softly, it would break off. The last little bit of breath of wind or raindrops could tear it off forever. And a smoldering wick, what was once a, a, a bright fire on, on the top of a candle, a fire burning on, on an ember of wood, raging up and, and giving heat, is now on its very last leg, barely glowing at all. One instant, it may turn darker and brighter orange with, with, with a small breath of wind. The next instant, it may be gone. It's on its last leg. These things in nature have been pressed upon in such a way that they are on their last breath, their last leg, their last bit of hope. They are the most fragile things in all of nature. I don't know what it is that presses upon you. But we've all got something. Some of us feel like those somethings never stop. Some of us feel like our situation never changes. Some of us feel like the storm that has knocked us to the place where we are is never going to end. 
Sometimes it happens in a moment. One, one day your yard is dry. The next day your home is completely flooded. One day your marriage is perfectly solid. The next day you have no idea if your marriage will last another week. One day, your child is healthy and bouncing across the yard. The next day, you're holding that child's hand with tubes coming in and out of every part of their body, holding hands. One day, you're smiling and headed to work. The next day, that diagnosis comes. I don't know what your storm is. I don't know what snapped off the heart of who you are. But I know that all across the world and right here in this room, some people are hanging on. Barely. And we live in a world that simply says, hey, blow the wind hard, get it over with, let's move on. They will run over you, run past you, break you off and snuff you out before they'll even think about what's wrong with you. It is dog eat dog, it is storms come and go, it is only the strong survive. And it is the opposite of what Jesus stands for. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Not only that, but he's not there simply to protect it, simply to leave it where it is. The implication in this verse is that he will raise that reed back up, that he will mend the heart so that the, the wind won't hurt it anymore, that he will revive the fire in that wick so that it may burn bright. That is what's there, and that is what Jesus does, and that is the simple message I want you to hear today because if churches aren't preaching that message, they're missing the Bible. Ask Sarah. All she ever wanted was a child. All she ever wanted was for her womb not to be empty and not to be barren. And to hear God promise that that is what was going to happen was an overwhelming sense of hope for her. But at 25, at 30, at 35, and at 40, that hope had to start wearing away. The skin on the inside had to start breaking apart. At 45, you know that she wanted to complain. At fifth, at what point? 52, 57, 65? At what point did she give up hope? At what point did she shake her hand to God? At what point? Is she 70, 75? We know now it's over, but at 90, God kept his promise. When the impossible was made possible. Moses left in the river for dead. But picked up by a princess. Brought up in royalty. Trying to decide if he would be Egyptian or if he would be Hebrew. Knowing deep in his spirit that he was created for more. Yet when he comes to the rescue one time, he murders, he kills, he is cast out of the country that he knows. And he spends years in the wilderness, in the desert, with nothing but himself. And how is God going to use this shepherd? He's going to send him in and he's going to save a nation. Bruised reed, he will not break off. A smoldering wick, he will never snuff out. Ask Elijah. Ask Elisha. How does Jesus react? Ask the woman 
who is waiting for the rocks to pelt her after she's been drugged out of the bed and down into town and thrown down in front of the courthouse. Ask the woman who is on trial for death when she finally raises up and there's no one left but a man she's never met, but somewhere deep in her spirit she knows who he is. And he looks into her eyes and him into hers, and he says, where did everybody go? They did not judge me. They did not condemn me. They did not stone me. Then neither do I. That is what Jesus does when your life is right on the edge, when your hope is right on the edge, when your peace is gone, when your trust is gone, when your faith is all but gone. God reaches down when you're thrown in the cave. And he doesn't keep you from going in. He just shuts the lion's mouths when you get there. When a father runs into a crowd because his daughter is dying, and he grabs Jesus and says, Come, and his servants say, It's too late. She's already gone. And Jesus says, no such thing as too late. No such thing as too late. A bruised reed he will not break off. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. The question is, does the reed believe? Does the reed look at the skin that's holding on and worry about the next breeze? Or does it look at the one who made it and say no breeze can blow unless he causes it? Does the ember look around at all of the other embers that have gone out? and decide that it will extinguish itself? Or does it look at the one who is the fire, who is the light, who causes the heat, and say, if thou will? A bruised reed, he will not break off. A smoldering wick, he will not snuff out. God is the God of the brokenhearted. I don't know if it's your fault. I don't know if your situation is self-inflicted. You look back at me and you go, Preacher, don't nobody choose. Don't nobody choose to be broken off and hanging by a thread. Oh, I don't know. Most of us chose that spouse. <laughs> I'm in this relationship and I didn't pick it for you. You wouldn't believe the mountain of debt that I'm in. I didn't spend it for you. How dare, how dare I? Did I charge that card? I don't know if your wound is self-inflicted. I don't know if it was inflicted by someone else. I don't know if somebody chose to put you where you are, to beat you down to where you are. I don't know if someone caused your slide down the mountain, your fire to burn less bright. I don't know. 
Here's what I do know. When we spend time focusing on the cause, all we're looking for is someone to blame. And when we blame ourselves, we end up full of depression, full of anxiety, full of all of the things that our world is fighting now. And when we blame others, we battle, we war, and we cannot find the community that God intended for us. Stop looking for the cause. Start reaching for the answer. The one who made his way through Samaria to the woman who couldn't find love in all of the wrong places and waited at the well until she arrived. The one that walked through the crowd and felt it as a woman who was dying reached out to touch his garment and said, go now, be free from your suffering. The Bible is full, cover to cover, of those that were lost but now are found. We're lame, but now walk. We're blind, but now see. And Jesus picks the 38-year guy by the pool and says, get up and dance with me, young man. A bruised reed he will not break off. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Church, there's no place you can fall that God cannot reach you. There's nothing you can do where God will not reach you. There's nothing you can say or nothing anybody can do to you that God cannot overcome because a bruised reed he will not snuff a bruised reed he will not break off. A smoldering wick he will not stuff out. You can't get far enough down where Christ can't reach you. And just in case you were wondering, he promises you that at the end of it all, there is what? Victory. It is not about recovery. It is about winning. Some of you are too shallow-sighted. Yeah, you're too shallow Sighted. You got debt? Stop trying to get back to zero. Start aiming for a million. Do you see? Jesus doesn't want to just keep the reed from breaking. He wants to restore the reed to its glory and allow it to grow into more. That's what victory is. It's not over. Stop thinking I can simply fix my marriage so that it's okay. Start shooting for the marriage God intended. Stop fixing the debt back to zero. Start shooting for an income where you can give more than you could ever ask for or imagine. Stop worrying about how you're going to, to please your child, how you're going to get your child to act a certain way, and we begin praying that God would make that child through you all that he wants that child to be, which is way more than you will ever want he or she to be. Let God dream bigger than you can ever dream. Let him do more than you could ever do. And there will be victory. Either you believe it or you don't. But it's written right here. What are you shooting for? Well, Craig, I'm too broken. No, we already took care of that. No such thing as too broken. Too depressed, too poor, too shallow, too far gone. No such thing. And I am not in this business to make you better. I'm in this to make you more. More than you thought you could be. More than you thought you could have. Well, Craig, 
I don't know if you don't have to. God does. It is God who takes you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Step up. Don't sing, great is thy faithfulness, unless you believe that he will be faithful. Don't sing victory in Jesus unless you're ready to win. Paul, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. There is more. And you can't be broken far enough where he can't reach you. Guys, the, prob the, the real problem the real problem is we think this is it. You understand that? The real problem is we, we, we believe with all of our hearts as we look out into the day and as we watch the news and as we see the rain and as we see the storms and as we see the roofs go up and as we see the plants grow and as we see life go on around us, we think that this is it. That is so short-sighted and, to be honest, unfaithful. And, and just this morning in, in my devotional reading, uh, I, w I, was, I was reading the book that I read and the, 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 the mentor asked the, the, the disciple, he said, uh, when you're inside the womb and, it, and it's dark and, and it's wet and, and, and it, 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 it's just, it's, it's all that you know. How do you know there's life on the outside? That's a great question. And the disciple said, you don't. And so the teacher said, well, what, what, what might you have? What might you do? What might be there that would tell you that there was life on the outside? And the guy said, nothing. He said, oh, but there is. There is you. Wait, what do you mean, me? If this is all you're supposed to see, why do you have eyes? If this is all you're supposed, if there's nothing in here to hold, why do you have hands? If there's no place else to go, why do you have legs? We are not made for this world. We are called to a place that has no more night, no more tears, no more death, no more pain. Why do we give credence to any of those things? Inside you is little nuggets of peace, of hope, of love, of power, of courage, of faith. And we write novels about them and we sell books about them. But Christians, we don't truly buy into them. All of those things are all that God is. And there is a place where they are the only thing that exists. You have them because you need them and they will be magnified in a way that you cannot imagine when God calls you home where you belong. Don't be short-sighted. There is nothing here for you. Tell the world that there's more. And don't let the floods, don't let the storm, don't let the bills, don't let the disease, don't let the pain, don't let the hopelessness, and don't let the doggone meanie people around you bring you down because 
the bumper stickers right. Mean people do suck. First bumper sticker, 7-1. Don't be mean people. And don't listen to mean people. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Listen to the one who paid. And walk with courage this week that no matter far, no matter how far down you go, God will not break you off. God will not snuff you out. And in him there is justice and victory. I hope that you're encouraged today. Let's pray. Oh God, great is your faithfulness. Great is Absolutely, your faithfulness. Great doesn't cover the amount of faithfulness you have. Oh, but God, weak is my faithfulness. Scant is my hopefulness. Weary is my courageousness. Lacking is my love. Call each of us on it. Not to drag us down but to heal us of our unfaithfulness. Heal us of our unwillingness. Heal us of our selfishness. Heal us of our hopelessness, for our hope is in you, and you are eternal. You are everlasting. You are never-ending. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. You are all things. And God, in you, we find a love that never fails. A strength that never lets us down. And a glimpse of all that we were created to be. Because your promise says that he who began that good work will be faithful to carry it on to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And amen.